1: Welcome to the family. I'm Cassie Schrader, sitting in for Tom Bernard.
2: And I'm Doug Sprinthal.
1: Alex brant Brad rasmussen
2: And Catherine Brandt.
1: We are going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. We have Dave Schrader on the line, my husband. We're going to talk Holzer Files. But Nepotism. I today. know, right? But up <laughs> first, we have what's new at Walzer.
2: Well, we talked about it earlier, if you weren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we we sell a ton of new cars, but we also sell used cars and we have two stores that specialize in older high-mileage vehicles. One of them is in Brooklyn Park right between Fleet Farm and Walmart up on Highway 81. The other one moved into our old Subaru building just about a week and a half ago on Cliff and 35W. Both these places are called Walls or Experienced Autos. You'll find higher-mile vehicles. Because we extended Walls or Guard, they, uh, almost all of them come with a free three-month, 3,000-mile 3, warranty as well. So if you're shopping for you know, less expensive, higher mile vehicles. Go to you can go to Walzer.com or Google Walzer Experienced Autos, and you can get directly into their inventory. And that's it from Walzer Automotive Group at Walzer.com. Awesome.
1: play This because my husband is on the line, and every time she I says it, coyly, <laughs> oh, I, I it think, think about it. <laughs> But on the line, we have Dave Schrader from <laughs> the Holzer Files, which is going them. to be airing tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. 9 Central on Travel Channel. Yes, how are you doing, Dave?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today.
1: Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go through a lot of hoops to get you on. Yeah. But, well,
0: I'm kind of a busy guy, and my my person that usually handles these interviews wasn't available because she's uh, helping to host a radio show this morning. So uh, I'm <laughs> glad you were finally able to get through to me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know, right? She knows
5: a person who knows a
1: person. Oh, I tell you, we have, we have so much going on right now. But we always make time to watch the Holzer files, which I have... It's set on my DVR, so I can go over there and watch it. Now, tonight's episode is the Whaley House, which is... Now, Hans Holzer coined it the most haunted house in America. Is that correct?
0: Right. When he visited back in 1965, he actually uh, investigated the place and had um, Regis Philbin with him. And uh, who is reporting it for the news and Regis was so impacted and freaked out by it. He actually did an episode of that, like celebrity ghost sightings a couple of years back, talking about it and went back with one of, uh, I can't remember her name right now, Kim Russo, I think, to do, you know, kind of face that fear and and talk about his his experience. But the Whaley House is really a remarkable place with with great history and um, so much strange activity going on in the place from you know things moving to full-on apparitions. We we actually spoke to a police officer uh, who came in while we were filming and talked to us about the fact that he had been there visiting with his wife and saw a woman, addressed her, talked to her, and then she just dissipated in front Eek. <laughs> of him. And it absolutely freaked him out. I mean, he was a cop, and he was visibly shaken yeah. as he was recounting the story to me. So there's so much There's so much activity that that takes place there in many different forms. So it was really, it was exciting to go in there. Uh, Hans did his investigation in 1965. So, you know, to be back in 53, 54 years later and realize that there's still so much story to be told was pretty remarkable. Um, Most people assume the place is haunted by the Whaley family themselves, but we actually uncovered handwritten letters between the Whaley's that they were dealing with a haunting that took place at that location, something dark and and uh, bizarre was going on. And, and Hans Holzer encountered it again, a hundred years later when he investigated. And we wanted to get to the bottom of that. And in 13 years of actual investigations, I've never been physically contacted by a spirit. I would say I've seen things, I've heard things, but in this episode, I legitimately get knocked on my ass. Uh, something chucks me right into our, our uh, uh, tech Shane and pins him to the wall, and I hit the ground like a load of bricks. It was one of the most frightening moments I've ever had to uh, experience yeah. during any type of investigation.
5: Are you afraid you're going to bring one with you wherever you go? Can't they? I mean, I've watched so many of these stupid horror movies. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like they they well, lived live through all of this stuff, and then they you know they, mm-hmm. they they move away, and it starts all over again. It's like, oh my god.
0: Well, the, the attachments is something real, and I'm, I'm usually very cautious of that. But I you know, I will tell you, and Cassie uh, was there one night. I do my radio show, Midnight in the Desert, from home, and we had my home studio set up in her bedroom to begin with. And uh, she would sit on the bed and work on Tom Bernard's show stuff while I was doing my radio show. And one night about 1 o'clock in the morning, I'm launching into the start of our third hour, and all of a sudden you hear the TV start blaring. And I, I mute my microphone. I go, what the hell? Which kid is up at one, 1 o'clock in the morning? So she went out there hightailing it to figure out what was going on. I hear the TV go off, and I go back into talking on my radio show, and the TV starts blaring again. And then it goes off. A few minutes later, she comes in, and her jaw's just like hanging open, and her eyes are as big as saucers. And I mute my microphone. I go, what's wrong? She goes, there's nobody out there. She goes, all the re- remotes were sitting on the table, and the TV was on, and the volume was going up by itself. And then she mm. turned off the TV, and it turned itself back on, and then started pushing the volume all the way to the top again. She turned it off, and then the DVD player, the door started opening and shutting on the DVD player over and over and over again. And so she you- finally got it calmed down, came into the to the room again, and she's just telling me what happened. And then we heard this loud, Boom! And then all of our power went out. No other house in our town was affected, uh, or in our neighborhood, I should say. But our power went out for the rest of the evening, and uh, we were left kind of hanging. So I, we've had some weird experiences. So I'm usually – I try to be as cautious as I can that whatever – I'm investigating stays where it's supposed to be. But, you know, uh, unfortunately, we don't get the, the handbook for the recently deceased when somebody <laughs> dies to know how to keep their spirits grounded in one area or what happens. If they follow you, they follow you. I, I do my best to try to make sure that doesn't happen so it doesn't well, affect I our fans. I think fan. you should
5: store barrels of holy water <laughs> so you can just, sure. like, jump in, jump out. Sprinkle, nice. sprinkle. <laughs> yeah, my house. a little sage, I don't know. Yeah. I'd be doing everything.
1: Yeah, we've had some weird experiences happen. Now, whether it's stuff that was already existing where we're at, I don't know. Or if it's something that came, you know, is attached to one of us, that I don't know because we've heard voices talking, people walking around that nobody's there.
0: Um, well, right now we're Is this we're the between. new house? No. Oh. No. Okay. This is the old, and here's the funny thing, Doug, um, was it two nights ago? hmm I go over to the uh, old house because we're, we're moving from the old house into the new house and doing it slowly. So most everybody's already over at the new house, but I've kept my studio at the old house and I'm there and I'm getting ready to fire up for the show. And I start hearing footsteps banging around. So I, I text Cassie. I'm like, are you here? Are you walking around doing stuff? If you are, keep it down. She goes, I'm not over there. I said, well, is Linus our son over there? She goes, no, he's downstairs sleeping. And I said, some, somebody's walking around in this damn house. And uh, I got out and walked around the house. I couldn't find anything. As soon as I got back in and shut my door, I could hear walking around. And at one point, while I was talking to Cassie, there's a loud rap on the wall. So I don't know if the ghosts there are just unhappy that we're moving, or they're thinking, "Hey, what are you waiting for? Get your sh- get out, out of here too." And you know, <laughs> so it's it's been very strange. We, in you know, as parents, you want to feel you're prepared for any kind of eventuality. You've got band aids and Bactine for owies. You've got you know, gentle head rubs for nightmares. But when your kid comes into the room and says, "I can't sleep," the man under my bed keeps laughing.
5: Swimming
6: you know, pool of holy water. There's nothing in the
0: world that yeah, can prepare just... you for that.
6: Yeah, water a... bed of holy water. Water bed of holy water.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the water. way to keep them away. There you go. I think that's brilliant. I would totally do that.
2: No, it's a brilliant idea. I'm because nobody's thought of that. Well, does,
1: the... does that work, holy water? <laughs> well, my my youngest well, son, Max, said that he heard. You laughing mean the kid that's right yes. behind you, yeah, okay, that one. um, he said <laughs> that went. he heard laughing under his bed, and that kind of unnerved me. and he also said that he saw shadow figures in his room, and I just tried to explain to him, you know, try to alleviate the fear in him. I just said, look, th- if you see a shadow person, it doesn't mean that they're bad. They're probably just watching you and protecting you while you sleep. So that kind of helped him kind of get back into, okay, maybe it's not evil or I you know because I can understand from a little kid's perspective like what is that but I just try and say hey me he's just maybe he's just watching you and protecting you while you sleep so the bad things can't get you he's like oh okay does that happen some theories say because I mean you know well David you can explain shadow people can't you
0: uh well I can give some theories on it but yeah shadow people phenomena a lot of people encounter these beings and they're just just what it sounds like, a shadowy figure, and uh, I get most of the stories are really kind of spooky because they come from people saying that they wake up and see them standing in their room or at the end of the bed, and they're looking at these shadow figures, and what's really interesting, though, is it's like once they've realized they're there and they kind of get over that initial shock and awe, most people admit to rolling over and going back to sleep, so I, I think then that means that these aren't very it's probably not something intimidating or, or evil. Maybe it's your guardian angels, your watchers, whatever. Uh, because theoretically, right. I mean, you're probably most vulnerable when you're sleeping. Maybe they're the ones that uh, keep an eye on things while you're in bed. Um, otherwise, why would you really not have that fight or flight deal? Like if you wake up and Tom and Catherine, you wake up at night and there's Dave Schrader standing at the end of your bed, I'm willing to bet the two of you aren't going to go huh, Schrader and then roll over and go back to sleep. <laughs> Uh, maybe no, you will. I don't know. You can't. No. But if you There'd be there'd be some F
5: words <laughs> flung around.
0: But if you see the right? sh- <laughs> <laughs> shadowy figure, you're gonna see it and then just kind of roll over. Obviously there's something different about those beings. And I don't I, I don't know what it is. I can't uh, you know wrap my head around it. We've been talking to people all around the world that have had these encounters and seen these weird things and there are shadow figures at the Whaley house, they're full fledged apparitions. One of the things that didn't make the episode, which kind of broke my heart, but I understand it doesn't really fit in with the rest of the narrative. At one point, I was upstairs in the Whaley house in the theater area doing an EVP session that's recording electronic voice phenomena and uh, getting disembodied voices. And Cindy Kaza, the medium, was downstairs in a different room. And, And they have two cameras, one on me, one on her. And we're simultaneously doing what we're doing. And all of a sudden, she stops and she goes, Ooh, there's a woman ghost here, and she does not, she's not happy. She says Dave's going to wake the baby if he keeps talking. And she couldn't hear me up there. But as I'm doing the EVP session and I'm asking, you know, is there anybody here? Are you mad that we're here? Anything like that? I play back my recorder, and I get this woman's sing-songy voice going, you're going to wake the baby. Nice. And I catch this voice on recorder right while she's being told that the ghost here is very upset. Dave's going to wake the baby. And that was, that gave me chills. Unfortunately, that's not the ghost we end up bumping into. That's really causing the problems and knocked me on my butt. So that ends up on the cutting room floor. When you only have 42 minutes to tell a story, some things get left out and that's, that's an unfortunate one, but it is, uh, there was a lot going on in that place. And it's, uh, Tonight on on Travel Channel, and in, in for any of the the listeners of the Tom Bernard show, you know, feel free to reach out to me at uh, at Darkness Radio on Twitter. We'll be live tweeting during the show tonight, and let us know what you think of the program. We'd love your uh, feedback and insight. The the show's been a lot of fun. We have after tonight seven more episodes coming up next week. Catherine talking about holy water. We end up having to call in a religious man because um, the episode is called "The Devil in Texas." We're following up on Hans Holzer's case that he investigated uh, where a a young man believed he was possessed. And Hans Holzer kind of tried to help the family out as best he could. We revisit that case in the beginning of the show, and in the end of the show, we end up helping a new uh, family um, with what we learned from Hans Holzer's case. We go to a new family that's in dire needs, and a lot of strange things took place. And that one really impacted me because it it was a woman who was fighting for her life and her children's life. She was so terrified by what was going on. And, you know, hopefully we were able to bring her some resolution and she's kept in touch with me after the show. So I can't give too much away about what's going on, but that, that episode really hit me in the heartstrings because to see this mom at the end of her rope, not knowing what to do with all the strange activity in her house, uh, you know, all you can do is work and, and try to bring answers. So, but we do, we do have to call in the clergy next week to give us a hand because things get a little crazy
5: what do they do? I mean, that is like, is just because they're, I mean, I don't understand how, like, if a priest can get rid of a ghost.
0: Well, you know, priests and reverends and people that are imbued and imbibed with the the power of God and and kind of work through that, you know, basically, they're kind of there to keep people on track and help. and, And, you know, if they've got this power. They've been, uh, you know, you read throughout the Bible, there are some people that are just uh, allowed to cast out spirits and demons and that's what the religious sect is supposed to be there to help with. But uh, Reverend uh, Bill Bean that we work with on this episode, uh, you know, he brings some really interesting insights to us and and helps us with this woman. And, um, you know, sometimes it doesn't work. That's why when you were saying, I'll just have holy water, sometimes you and I, we go in there flinging holy water, we can really piss something off. And uh nothing's you know, ever like easy. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's like that old Dracula thing, you know? Yeah. You, have have, you have to have faith in the cross for the cross to work against Dracula. If you're if you're a Jew and you're holding up the cross, Dracula rolls his eyes at you. Right? It it doesn't have that same impact. It's the belief system behind it. Yeah. And if you're flinging holy water around, I've had people contact me and they're like, Well, I went out and got holy water and I sprinkled it in the room and things got worse. Well, are you Catholic? No. Are you really religious? No. Well, so what you did was basically just kind of show this thing, you know, your hand and that you have no faith or power behind anything that you're asking for it. And if it's trying to get your attention, maybe there's a reason and, and by flinging holy water at it, you're just pissing it off. So, you know, our whole job is to try to re-empower people that have experiences to let them know. Sometimes it, it comes off terrifying, but you know uh, what you're hearing and understanding, and, and what's going on are two totally different things. Sometimes they just want your attention, and once you acknowledge them, like in so, one of our very first episodes, we did this house in New York um, where this ghost was very active until they found a portrait of her and hung it up in her in the house. As soon as they acknowledged her and kind of gave her a place of reverence in this house, she stopped the activity. That's but your a first episode, right? Right. Yeah. And yep. then the the a house down the way started blowing up with activity. Well, it was a very similar story, and once we kind of go in there and acknowledged the ghost and uncovered the story, uh, you know, the activity settles down. So that's, you know, sometimes it's just in being recognized and reminded of who was once there and, and you know, doing that. So it's, I wish it was like a cure-all pill for all of these cases, but every case is its own individual story, and it's kind of getting to that to that story and treating it like a detective case is what I think we're, we're very effective at, and hopefully people will tune in for that aspect, and the history is amazing. Uh, the ghost hunt is almost secondary to me. I'm so fascinated by what we learn of these locations and what took place there. I, last week, I got to stand in the Morris Jumel Mansion in New York. That's where George Washington used it as a stronghold during his uh, um, during the war at one point. Uh, you, you had Hamilton was there. Burr married Mrs. Jumel and lived in that house. So just so many amazing parts of history and, and I get to be part of it. It's a, a real honor.
5: So it sounds like you're you're better off doing the cowardly lion thing. I do believe in spooks. I do believe <laughs> right. I do, I do, I do believe in spooks. We <laughs> do <laughs> have
1: to take a break. Can you hang on for another segment? Sure. All right. We'll be right back after these messages.
4: What's the answer,
2: Michael? The x app, brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The X-Check app, simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount, and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, The contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. XCheck,
4: safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think, just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof that dream can come true. just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet, with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic.
1: Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only, cannot be combined. Results may vary. All right, we are back. We still have Dave on the line. Wait, uh, stop. I know that timer clock is my nemesis, I think. <laughs> I don't like it. It won't work for me.
5: Okay, this seems to be the sweet
1: spot. Oh, a lot of working wheels today. Yes. Okay, so we were talking about holes or files. What is else is going on with you, Dave? Where are you right now?
0: I'm in uh, Chicago. I'm going to be here for the uh, 2019 Ghost Conference this weekend. Um,
1: Ghost
5: Conference.
0: Not at all how I I envisioned my life as a child, I'll tell you that. Spending (laughs) weekends at Ghost Conferences, but it's a lot of fun. Um, If there's anybody listening in the Chicagoland area or even from the great state of Minnesota that wants to make the trek, I know there's still tickets available. Uh, ChicagoHauntings.com is the website, ChicagoHauntings.com. And it's a pretty big conference. They've got a lot of great speakers that are going to be there. I'll be doing a talk on uh, Saturday in the afternoon. Uh, but tonight, I, you know, this is so cool, and I, I feel like such a nerd about it. You know, I've, I've had a chance to travel the world, get to see places, meet people, talk at major venues, thousands of people. And I got invited back to my old high school tonight to do a talk for the students on ghosts.
5: Did you graduate? And, uh, they,
0: they sent me a picture of the uh, outside marquee with my name on in the light. So it was, that's huh. like the weirdest moment for me is that I feel like, wow, I'm, I made it. The high school wants me back.
2: Wait, uh, your high school has a marquee?
0: It does. We're kind of fancy in you Illinois. Know? Yeah, wow. I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Oh,
2: wow.
6: Yeah, well,
0: yeah you know, you when you it? make it to the TV world, uh, they you... put in some extra effort for you out here, you I guess. know you grew uh, up
2: in Hinsdale. Oh, hats <laughs> off
0: to you. No. I'm, uh, I'm out there. Yeah, actually Roselle, Illinois at Lake Park high school. It's an open event tonight. It's a free open event. If anybody is interested in coming out Lake Park East campus in Illinois, if you're listening and uh, want to come out and say hi, but, uh, that was, that's kind of fun. So I'm, I'm doing that. And then just back home, hopefully, uh, after this weekend and, and finish moving in and, uh, yeah, hopefully we start filming season two of the Holzer files in January, so we're just waiting to get the word back from the network and see if we're going to go forward.
5: What does one do at a ghost conference?
0: Uh, usually, uh, it's a lot of socializing and drinking and partying and talking oh. about ghosts. So it's a. Uh, Cassie's been to a bunch with me. She's uh, she turns from Cassie Schrader into Sammy Davis Jr. by the end of every night. Yeah. She, <laughs> As she drinks, she de-evolves. Her her vision gets blurry, so she slowly closes one eye. Oh, I get that and, too. Uh, I get that. Yeah, gets, the half brain thing. Real, yeah, you don't have to tell. Us. We, were,
2: we were there Sunday.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, God, you saw the uh, Sammy Davis Jr. show up at the uh, at the wedding of, of Andy. But uh, yeah, so she she always has a good time, and we have we have great times. So but it's neat to meet all these people, and they bring in speakers from different countries and and all around the world. That get a chance to come in and kind of share thoughts and ideas with fans of all the TV shows and the, the paranormal radio programs like mine. Okay. And, and uh, we get to all be in one place and, and have this kind of brother and sisterhood going on. Is
5: this a one time a year thing or is it all over the country? Well,
0: th- There's different conferences that take place all over the country. Um, but I was going to mention Catherine, you brought up Sage.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it was you earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I did an investigation in Minnesota in Stillwater at the uh, place called the warden's house. And I uh, did an investigation there. We did a smudging afterward to help clear the, the location. And for people that aren't familiar with smudge sticks and sage, it has a very pungent odor to it. Yes. And it almost smells like, like bad marijuana to me. Uh, Which I know Doug is, hard to believe there's something like bad marijuana out there but so i'm driving home i end up having a sneezing fit so i'm weaving on the road and then uh i, I correct and all of a sudden the lights go on behind me <laughs> cop thinks i'm drunk driving because i'm weaving and i get pulled over oh, i'm God. not even i'm like oh this i'm gonna explain i sneezed i'm sorry and uh, so I, I get pulled over, I roll down my window, the cop leans down and he goes, Oh, been having fun tonight, huh? And I look around the car. I'm like, what does he know? I'm a ghost hunter. What I go, yeah, well I was, you know, I just did a ghost hunt over at the, the warden's house in Stillwater. And he goes, uh-huh. And he goes, "Did you do anything else? I'm like, no. And I said, Oh, because of the weaving, I said, I'm sorry. I had a sneeze attack and I apologize. And he goes, uh-huh. And then he goes, I understand why you were sneezing. You want to step out of the car?
1: Oh
6: jeez.
0: I'm like and I'm again I'm totally baffled. I have no clue what he's thinking about. And as I start to get out of the car, I'm like, Oh no, I smell like sage. I smell like smoke stick, right? And (laughs) I climb out of the car. So it's funny, all the other investigators go driving by as I'm walking the yellow line, Uh... putting my fingertips, you know. They're all laughing in hysterics as I get pulled over. Well, so, they uh, could the have cop... pulled
5: over and said it's yeah. sage. Yeah. Oh no.
0: They, they all smelled like smudge stick too. They oh. weren't going to go down.
5: Oh. That
0: and the fact that they all had Cheetos on their fingers and on their mouths. So they right wouldn't even look more. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the cop, cop the Art, I actually then showed him my trunk with all of the, the tools and gear and holy water in it. And he got a laugh out of it. And I let him smell the smudge stick. And then he was like, all right, go ahead, get on your way. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I, I just was laughing. At, he's like, how much did you smoke tonight? I didn't smoke anything, I swear. Uh, so you have to be careful when you're out there investigating at night using a smudge stick for uh, protection. It may protect you from the oogity-boogity, but don't get caught by the cops. They're going to think you were getting high.
1: No. Sage <laughs> advice, indeed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, it? sage uh, advice. I like that. Get it. Very nice.
5: Yeah,
1: well, I... Um, <laughs> Going back to the Holzer Files, uh, because I've watched a lot of paranormal shows. I mean, there's a plethora of shows out there. One thing I love about the Holzer Files is that they, with the history and the background of the location, it gives a good narrative to the investigation itself. Now, a lot of these shows are more of just kind of the shock and awe of ghost investigating and that's like just the minuscule part of being a paranormal investigator. You need to learn the history. You need to learn the background. Um, and sometimes you uncover things that were unbeknownst to other people that, you know, know about this location. I mean, sure you, you've uncovered like new revelations, even at the Whaley house, because you had those letters that, um, that were from the Whaley saying that they were being haunted. Not everybody knows that, so it's like sure. to uncover all these like little. It's it's like a an investigate like a police investigation. Sure, you know yeah, you're coming it is. across right. these evidence and you you hear stories of oh this person had a similar experience than this person, but they had no ties to one another. And I find that so interesting. And I like Dave. I, I love the history part, but that's my favorite part of the show is watching the history. I'm sorry, of-
0: I I tuned out right after you said the one thing you love about the show. And then my name didn't come right after that.
5: Oh, well, yes. Oh, you have have gone Hollywood. As seen on TV, Dave Schrader. Um... That's
0: right. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's in the investigation and the research and the history and coming across these things. And Cindy Kazar mediums, really, really good. She comes in and like, I know the basics. I know the history that's out there. I know what Hans Holzer came up against and it's, it's interesting to watch her come in because she's blind. She has no clue where we're at or why we're there. And she just launches in on the baseline investigation to see what she can connect with. Mm-hmm. And my job is to sit there and take copious notes of everything she says. And I feel bad because she's like, uh, you know, Dave, does this make sense? That Do you know anything about this? And I'm like, no, I've never heard that. And it's in none of the notes. And you feel bad because like you're, you're rejecting what she's picking up on. And then the next day I go do an interview with this, you know, historic uh, society person and they tell me the story and they go, Hey, by the way, our medium was picking up on this. Does it make sense? And they're like, Oh my God. Yeah. As a matter of fact. And then she was spot on. She knew something. This guy wasn't even prepared to talk about. And it turns out to be an integral part of our story. And she's done that time and time again. And it's, it's just astounding to be around that. And then we'd kind of go on this, this chase to find the information she pulled out the information we knew and see if we can marry them together in a cohesive way. We don't just, we don't lick and stick and hope it's going to make sense. If it doesn't make sense, we discard it. If, if it connects, we're, we're on it and trying to put this narrative together. And, and it's, it's really remarkable. We've got a great team, Shane Pittman, our tech who, who helps to orchestrate the experiments and does all the setup and, and evidence review. And then Gabe Roth, um, is our researcher. Gabe Roth's brother is Eli Roth, uh, the the famous uh, producer, director, and behind many of the different horror movies. And, and um, Gabe is big in that field as well and has worked behind the scenes on, on TV and in movies. But he loves the paranormal and is so fascinated by this. And he gets to go through the files and find the stories that will allow us to come back in and reinvestigate. And that's been cool. And then Alexandra Holzer, the daughter of Hans Holzer, uh, you know, brought, uh, brought out this information and reopened these case files for us to, to go in. So it's been a real uh, treasure and we get to hear, and, and something we get to do is bring the past into the present. We get to play old video footage of her father investigating you you get to hear some of the old audio, which is chilling when she, when one of his mediums starts channeling and you hear these creepy, breathy voices coming out of her, uh, it's really freaky, but our listener and our viewers get to see these aspects of history—the original investigation tapes and videos, and the letters and and everything. So it's it it ties it together nicely, and I'm I'm pretty proud of what we put together.
1: Yeah, I and I think the production of of the show is done beautifully too. I mean, it's aesthetically, it's it's the visuals are great. I mean, it it came together because you know I, you know having dave go off and film and do that stuff you know i get little he tells me little snippets nothing you know but just like what's going on and you know to see it all come together I find that so interesting. I'm like, oh wow, this is what you were doing this whole time while you were gone, and just to kind of see it, and I'm very proud of him. You know, sure. I mean, it, it's hard because you know that's he a would, big deal getting a show. Yeah, and and you know, and I and I also see behind the scenes of how hard he works, what he puts into it. You know, and all you everybody else just gets to see what's on TV. Sure. So. Oh, And
5: there's hours and hours of footage being shot that doesn't make it on. Mm
1: hmm. In the long hours, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and also he's, you know, putting everything he's got into his radio shows and everything. So I am very proud of you, honey.
0: Oh, thank you, sweetheart. I appreciate that. And I know I couldn't have done any of this without your guys' support. And, you know, a special thanks to Tom and, and the family. All of you guys have been so great and supportive for allowing me to continue to uh, visit with you guys and share ghost stories and talk about the show. And it's, it's because people uh, like you let me into your lives uh, and onto your programs to do this, that they saw the relevance of having me as a part of this TV show. So I really do appreciate the love and support from uh, the Bernard family and, and uh, the program. So thank you guys so much for that.
2: Well, you know, people who need people are the (laughs)
0: luckiest people in the
5: world. Okay, Barbara. (laughs)
0: You've missed your calling. You've missed your calling, Doug. You should really think about being a musician. (laughs) (laughs) Touche.
5: Yeah, so. No, it's, 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 it's great. I mean, it's all very interesting, and you guys are great people, so it's all good.
1: Yeah, well, and if you're not even a believer in the paranormal, you can at least find the entertainment in it. You know what I mean? Because I'm a skeptical believer. Some of the things I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. But I'm just like, you know, and that, and that makes it a, a lot funner to just kind of, you know, just watch. It's like, sure. if you know, if you don't believe in it, at least look at it as like it's a horror movie or something, you know, just for entertainment purposes. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, you know, Dave has Midnight in the Desert Monday through Friday. And that would be midnight to 3 a.m. Eastern 11 to 2 a.m. Central, and then every weekend you can go to Podcast One and find Beyond the Darkness. He work, and then he's got True Crime Tuesday on Tuesday, so he works eight days a week, literally. He well, you got I eleven got, kids. Uh, to got a lot to of it.
0: mouths to help feed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's you know, and I and I always you know like right now I couldn't go to Chicago with him because. I have all the kids, and yeah. we're moving. So I have them on task right now, moving stuff over to the new place. And s- but um, but yeah, Tell Dave's, them to leave
0: the ghost, would you? Tell them to just yeah. leave <laughs> don't with the old stuff? take dog.
1: those with. Don't we don't it, need don't that it. problem. But no. um, yeah, so. He's Sage a, incense. He's going to be in Chicago this weekend at the Chicago Paracon. I'm. Um, I wish I could have. I've never been to that one. I go to the Michigan Paragon, and that's in August. That's where I go in August. And we have a great time. And it's fun to li- have the listeners come up to you and tell you their stories. Mm-hmm. And um, because a lot of people think they're crazy. And sometimes they just want to have a, vo- have a voice and to tell somebody without being judged sure. by an experience that they've had. And um, and Dave's really good at helping people get, give them that voice so that, you know, because like on – Uh, beyond the darkness you can call what what is the tagline for is it beyond the voice we have our
0: voices from beyond voicemail where you can call and tell us your stories and we'll actually put them on our radio show Uh, Mm -hmm. so if your listeners would like to call 651-300-4977 that's 651-300-4977 you can leave up to a three-minute story of something strange and unusual that happened, whether it's ghosts, angels, demons, Ouija board experiences, UFOs, Bigfoot, alien abductions, whatever you've got, we want to hear it. And if your story is longer than three minutes, just hang up and call back and keep keep going with the story. We'll put it all together and air it on an upcoming show. Or just email me your stories. If you want to do that, you can email them at dave at com, and we read those stories every Saturday on our show. We'll share uh, share a bunch of the different uh, personal encounters from our listeners.
1: Yeah, and the and the best way to find out everything that is Dave Schrader, just go to darknessradio.com. Everything's listed there from all of his radio shows to even the Holzer files. So, um yeah, but um I'll let you go cuz I know you're busy today. But, well, thank sure- you. <laughs> make
5: sure Thank you
0: for the nepotism and allowing me to come on and, uh, and <laughs> Hey, we're just loaded time.
5: with nepotism at this show. I know, we're well, lo- love- family. <laughs> It's uh,
0: called the family. Uh, we're keeping yeah. it in the family. So thank you, and uh, and uh, thank you guys for your time and support. And keep watching the Holzer Files every Thursday on the Travel Channel. Between now and December, we'll be airing every Thursday night. Thank you guys.
1: Well, love you, honey. You. I love you too. We got to take a quick commercial break. No. We will be right back.
4: Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom telling you that you can lose an average of 26.2 pounds on the 40-day weight loss program powered by Nutrimost. I lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months, thanks to the Sheehy brothers and the ultimate wellness and weight loss program powered by Nutrimost. And I encourage you to let them help you lose weight as they teach you how to stay healthy and keep that weight off. Take it from me, having a coach keeps you accountable and it makes achieving your goals so much easier. Let the ultimate wellness and weight loss program powered by Nutrimos help you. Schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutrimos free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, August 19th at Jake's in Plymouth. Call now, 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Study data comes from clients submitted data to a third party for tracking of daily weight loss and progress. is new to most weight loss programs. See website for full disclaimer detail.
1: Yeah. Ah! Clock, ah! That clock, clock. Maybe it's possessed.
5: I don't think so. Ugh. I think it's you. It is me. <laughs> it's your bad energy, Cassie.
1: Oh, you it's have. Your bad. Oh, you have to produce and host and do all this stuff. I'm not gonna work for you. <laughs> you know. So, but Clark. yeah, um, we could have hosted. Yeah. <laughs> true <laughs> so have any of you had any paranormal experiences well
5: i don't want to say. i don't know maybe maybe perhaps i've had one
1: i've had maybe unexplained stuff as yeah I,
5: I moved in when i was in college i moved into this um very old house on robert street in saint paul mm-hmm. right over the right over the bridge down there and oh, um, you know
2: there's a restaurant down there that supposedly was haunted Oh, really? Yep. It just closed, like, a couple of years ago. It was right when you come over the bridge, if you're heading towards West St. Paul, on the right side of the road.
1: Is that the four-paw? Four no, four-paws no, four is, four is
2: up that's by Como.
5: That's haunted, too. Yeah. Right? Four-paws is up by Como. That's supposed uh, to No, four-paws
2: is in—it's uh, right in the old part of downtown St. Paul. I wonder which one am I thinking it's,
5: of. Oh, it, Muffaletta or something. Like yeah, Muffaletta's is up uh, in uh, St. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Well, anyway, so I lived there with a bunch of people— and there was all kinds of weird things that went on in that house. And I, now, see, I, I'm like, is it just because the house was really old, you know?
2: And spooky?
5: Yeah, it was like you'd come, you'd that is come interesting home. interesting
2: because you never hear about a Starbucks being haunted.
5: Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. or a yeah, like brand new brand build. New, yeah, yeah, exactly. Really, unless it's built on a... In, some sort of Indian mound or yeah, burial don't, grounds don't go or something.
1: To Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody goes to that. Like, if, if it's a new build and it gets haunted, it's automatically Indian burial ground.
2: Yeah,
5: but, exactly. Yeah. So, I
1: mean, we would ha- just have
5: odd things like, um, you know, we, we kind of assign jobs to everybody. It's like, you water the plants. Mm-hmm. You do the, you know, just uh, typical housekeeping things. And um, the plants would be so overwatered that there would just be water just pooling all over the floor and it's like did you water the plants today Mm -hmm. no 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 i I mean it's a bunch of college kids who knows maybe they were drunk high who knows (laughs) (laughs) but that was weird and Mm -hmm. then uh, we would have the furnace on like you know 70 or something Mm -hmm. and it was always it would not always but sometimes it would just all of a sudden just be freezing in that house Mm -hmm. even though the furnace said it was 70 Mm -hmm. on the thermostat and you know and so of course everybody's like it's because it's haunted because yeah, well, you can
2: call Dave Schrader or Steve from Sabre Eating and Plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> well,
5: we did own the house Both. and we, we were also very young and he probably shouldn't have been renting to, you know, 17 18 year olds. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah probably not a good idea. And i um, just some odd things would happen in that house and I just everybody thought of course because it was an old weird house that it was haunted, but I don't yeah. I don't know for sure. And then when I was very young Right after my grandfather died, I went to bed and I woke up. And this could just be the power of, you know, a 12 year old's mind. Um, I swear I saw my grandfather. hmm. Probably my phone. Ah, Sorry. Somebody... I'll put it on the floor. <laughs> oh, my it's my ah! chair. And, and um, that could just be because, you know, you've got an over. You know, active imagination, you're young, it's your first time somebody died, you know. I, I don't know. But Did I'm it not,
1: happen right after his passing, like the, No,
5: like a couple of days afterwards.
1: That, but see, they say that's usually common, especially with family members. They they will make an appearance shortly after the passing. Thomas seen
5: toots a couple, he saw her right after, like yeah. soon after. And
1: sometimes it's just kind of their way of saying, I'm okay, you know. Or just, hello, I'm okay, don't worry about me. You know, or to,
5: the skeptic in me, wishful thinking, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, unfinished business, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I have a hard time. It is part. most everything was. I mean, those kinds of things I think could be explained by emotional distress. Mm-hmm. But you know, being pushed over
1: by you know just the, standing there—that's yeah. that's a little bit. And that's more the intense. clip that they've put out there on with the Holzer files. They've put out a clip of Dave getting hit. And um, yeah, that's, that's really creepy. hard for me that's to watch. That's creepy. It's yeah. hard because I that's see my scary. husband get yeah. hit and, like, fall down. It's like, oh, my God. you know? Yeah. I and mean, that, to me, is more um, distressing than actually knowing that a ghost did it to him. But, you know. Because we had a guest that
5: we connected with from you that lived in that house that the entities were very violent. Yes, and that's really scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where your Casper getting... the Friendly Ghost would be great. Yeah. <laughs> I know.
1: Yeah. Please. All I do is I tell if I have if, if I feel like there's ghosts in my place, I say, well, whatever. You're living here rent free, so pull your weight, get some cleaning done, <laughs> yeah, don't leave self- the lights on, <laughs> right. and stuff like that. And don't and, raid the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I've had quite a few paranormal experiences. Some are more profound than others. But like, I've seen a shadow person at the palmer house and i was doing this experiment called the psychomantium where you have a low level it's like one light source it's just low level so you stand in front of a mirror or it's called like mirror scrying and you just stand there and you have a candle below you and that's the only light source in the room and you just you find a fixed point to look at and you just kind of let your mind release and just kind of take in the the quietness of the environment and just have the experience mm-hmm. because sometimes things happen some people have seen apparitions in the mirror um sometimes people's face changes and stuff like that now I saw my face change but I think what it was was my eyes adjusting to dark and mm-hmm. the light source yeah. underneath me um I've had two experiences doing that in two separate times um And this was all at the Palma House Hotel during one of Dave's Darkness Radio events. And I was the first experience I had, which was very odd, I was standing there and I could I could feel a presence to the left of me, behind my shoulder, like standing really close. I didn't feel it was evil, but I felt it was mischievous, like it was gonna, you know, play a prank or you know that your hair and run away. Yeah, type of thing. And I just I had that, you know, icky feeling about it and i just felt it getting closer and closer you know how like if you're have your eyes closed and you can sense somebody's like right in your face Mm -hmm. that's what i felt and all of a sudden i'm standing there and i could feel something come up to my ear it was like this staticky uh, feeling in my on the left side of my face and ear and all of a sudden this thing whispered into my ear and normally you would expect it to say, get out, or something evil like that. It went, you go, girl. And I'm like, wait a minute. Did I just get the ghost of, like, RuPaul? It sounded like a guy, like a drag queen, like a guy trying to sound like a chick. It sounded like mm. a drag queen. And drag I drag was drag like, ghost. Very specific. That's how specific it was. I was. love a drag queen You're ghost. standing on my foot. I know. It just goes, you go, girl. And I'm like. Wait a minute. (laughs) Did it just tell me you go girl? I was waiting to hear a snap of a fingers or something. But that was one experience. And then a different time, I was doing the same psychomantium experiment. And I could hear um, in the basement of the Palmer House, it's all like cement floor. And you know how you kind of get dirt and gravel Mm -hmm. on cement? You could hear somebody shuffling that kind of scratchy. Mm -hmm. I started hearing that coming towards me on my right and i'm thinking please be a ghost please be a ghost i was worried like oh god is it a rat or something you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm in the dark i don't Could want to been
2: fu- blood from the slaughterhouse next door yeah. oh
1: god gross. and tissue yeah, yeah. and fat, <laughs> and fat. <laughs> but i didn't feel anything evil or anything like that and it just kind of kept getting closer and closer all of a sudden i felt a hand On the back, cradle the back of my head like a mom would hold her infant child's head, that gentle just Mm -hmm. kind of cradle, and it was very loving and light-feeling. I didn't, I just let the experience happen. I didn't freak out. I just stood there, stared at the mirror, and took it all in, and then the hand, I could feel the hand pull away from my head, and then all of a sudden I saw a shadow person walk from one corner of the room to the next, and it just, and I just said, hello, and it just went away. That was my first shadow person experience, but it was a good one. It was mm-hmm. I it felt like it was a very loving presence. I didn't feel threatened at all or anything like that. Um so I don't know what that was about, and then I could smell like perfume all of a sudden. So I think it was a woman. Yeah. I don't know who. Um but uh that was that was a really profound experience for me. I I really take every experience I have, I try and you know, either write it down or, you know, log it some somehow. Yeah. Because I, I find these um, experiences, like I want to try and compare them to other ones that I have and see sure. if there's a correlation. Because after my mom's passing two years ago, um, I've had some experiences with her. I haven't seen her or anything, but I have auditorily heard her in my ear. Wow. Which is very weird. And it just happened to me a couple weeks ago. And it's like, I feel like she's trying to reach out and tell me something, but I, because I've seen her, I've had dreams with her in it, and they're very vivid dreams where she's trying to tell me something, but I can't hear her. Mm. And it's very frustrating for yeah. me. Because I'm like, God, I just want to, because like shortly after she died, I, I was this is when I was still living in my apartment and I was just about to fall asleep. And all of a sudden I heard her like yell, like she's trying to get my attention and and I just, I was like, what the heck? And then a couple of weeks ago it happened again, but she said my name. I could clearly hear her say my name. And so I don't know if I should go to a medium to see if there's something she's trying to reach out and tell it seems me. seems like you know plenty of them. I so know, right? But the problem a... is I know a lot of them, and they know a lot of background on uh, me. And, you know, I need somebody who is, you know, doesn't really know anything about me, and you know, because I don't want the most of the ones that i know they're legit i mean they're really good mediums you know you have chip coffee from kindred spirits who's um a fantastic medium and um you know even brett butler is you know mm-hmm. brett butler from mm-hmm. grace under fire she is she has medium abilities oh, as well i didn't know that. yeah so um but so. yeah it, it, i think it's kind of cool and it, and people who want to inve- start investigating, just know what you're doing before you go ahead and just. Yeah. yeah. What what's dangerous, too, is a lot of these people go in these abandoned places, and they're not safe to be in. Like, physically not safe to be in. You know? Yeah. Some of these places, you find out there's asbestos falling from the ceiling oh, yeah. and, you know, stuff like that. So if, you're, if you want to start ghost hunting, your best bet is to find a group, a paranormal group. That sometimes they'll take you know, I, people. No interest in ghost hunting because I'm, I'd be
5: flipped out. I, it's
6: like <laughs> I, I, I am, couldn't do it.
5: I'd be like, ah! I'd love to. I
6: love like haunted stuff and ghost mm-hmm. stuff and all that. But like the stuff around this time of year, like the Halloween, like the soap factory thing, where you know people are gonna jump out at you and all stuff. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Like paranormal stuff, I really like, but people jumping out at me and trying to scare me, I don't like because it's like. It makes it worse knowing that they're coming. mhm yeah, that's it's paran- how I feel. With paranormal stuff, it's like something could happen, something couldn't
1: happen,
5: that's, you never that's know. Like I, that's why I don't like scary movies, because I know things are going to jump out. So I'm just it waiting for something worse. to jump out. Like- so it makes a lot worse, because yeah. I'm
1: anticipating it. <laughs> Like when we do EVP sessions, that's electronic voice phenomena. That's where you don't hear anything with your physical ear, but these, you know, voice recorders will pick up you know voices that you can't hear because the mics are so good and um you know i try and ask questions that because i can't imagine being a ghost in a haunted place for i don't know hundreds of years getting asked the same questions over and over again what's your name how many are here are you upset? What are the winning lotto numbers? <laughs> I try, and, I try and have a conversation with them as because you know if if you believe in spirits and stuff, they were real people, they were alive, so I try and treat them as such. Um, what you need, buddy? How I Oh, thank you. Um, but you know, I try to treat them as if you know they're sitting right in front of me and I'm having a conversation, like you know hey, you know, what did you do today? Or what's your favorite thing to do while you're here and stuff like that. But we should try and get, like, a Palmer House weekend. That would be fun. I would totally do that.
5: Oh, we love and the Palmer House. Stuff. I could barely stand the presence of possible bed bugs. I <laughs> to keep the light on all night. Bed <laughs>
2: bugs are way worse than ghosts.
6: <laughs> well, yeah. I would much rather take ghosts than bed bugs. Yeah, bed bugs, you practically have to burn your house so down. We to get have rid a of minute them.
5: left. Do you want to share your... Uh, You said you saw a ghost. I didn't see a ghost. I was thinking something about it. Andy
6: and I once were playing cards, and we pretended that Grandpa, who we had never met, died before we both were born. Tom's dad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We pretended that he was playing with us, and I said, Grandpa, it's your turn. And the cards, like, organized, flipped over. Oh, really? Does Andy remember this? I don't know. I think so. We were in the playhouse, and I, yeah, I, like, set out a thing for him. And I was actually playing by myself with him, and then Andy came, and I dealt him in, and then... Yeah, I remember saying, Grandpa, it's your turn. And then the cards. This is in Dayton? Yeah. In the playhouse in
1: Dayton. What well, game were you playing? Crazy Eights. <laughs>
6: <laughs> that's very weird. Yeah. Super weird. Wow. So you were
1: playing with your grandpa, and yeah. then Andy came in, so then yeah. now you had three people playing, basically. Yeah.
5: yeah.
6: Well,
1: that's cool. Yeah. And Dan's
6: had a something, too. He's like, I never believed in ghosts growing up. Never, like, his family is not at all, like, mm-hmm. s- they're no his mom's religious but they're not like spirit oh. spooky people but yeah and then he had this thing happen in college and he's like now i 100 percent believe in ghosts for sure <laughs> like, that's awesome yeah we need so. to
5: take a break we'll oh, be we right back
6: we're done. oh we're, we're done, done. no we break
5: done. done break well, until
6: tomorrow
1: well tomorrow <laughs> well, i will be sitting in for tom again and everybody else we're gonna have house of comedy come in and then um acme won't be here but we have one of our favorite uh returning comedians adrian washington who's going to be at the Poorhouse this weekend okay yeah yeah. he's great um yeah we're i i love adrian he's great so uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow we'll have some laughs we'll just you know it'll be a casual friday casual. so so, (laughs) all right well we'll talk to you tomorrow thanks for listening bye-bye with the family